How are you doing tonight, Greg? I'm doing well. How about you? I remember to get everything this time. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting week here. We were talking a little bit off camera. We'll just spare you the details, but the week has been interesting, and Greg's has too. Absolutely, especially when uh, you have a baby on the way. That uh, definitely adds some uh, interesting adventures to uh, to your life. Absolutely. And much like the Land Mandalorian, a baby changes everything. Yes. So, everybody, just so you know, the smoke's going to be hanging around a little bit because things have gotten cooler here. And, uh, well, I had to move my fan and it needs to be turned off now. So I got to find another fan that's quiet so I can move the smoke. But it's pipes because it's a half pipe smoking show. So I guess you can. Do right. It. What are you smoking tonight, Greg? Um, I am smoking um, Seattle Pipe Club's uh, plum pudding in my Peterson uh, 01, which I picked up in Dublin. Uh, oh, nice. A, yeah, it's a very nice. It's almost like a dark purplish color, but it's it's so faint to see. It's a, just a really unique uh, color, and I was quite taken by it when I saw it on the, the shelves there. So um, it's been... Uh, one of my old faithfuls ever since. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And how about you? I am smoking the Charlestown Cobbler. Yes. I can never get, I always get those two confused that and it's the one that you sent me when you were in Chicago. Thank you very much. And yep, in it, uh, I am smoking some Brigham pipe tobacco made for the Brigham pipe company that was originated here in Canada. And it's natural Cavendish. It's just Cavendish Virginia tobacco. Tobacco. It's light. It's airy. It's aromatic. It doesn't taste like much. It's a nice light smoke. Yeah, it's a kind of a pipe tobacco that you like to you want to smoke around people that uh, don't normally uh, like smoking. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to break from an English blend. Right, which is what I'm having. Maybe later, maybe later. Okay. So aside from that, um, we, we should uh, move just right on into the Mandalorian. We're just to pull back. Oh, wait, we do have some housekeeping first. Um, there's been a lot of activity this week. I was surprised. There have been... Quite a few views on the two video, two or three videos we have up, the trailer and the previous, previously two episodes. And uh, we've had, last last time we talked numbers, we were up to seven or eight or so. We're mm -hmm. up to 16 subscribers now on the YouTube channel. That's awesome. So I'm going to call you guys all out and let you do, just say thank you to everybody who subscribed to the since the last time we talked about it. So, thank you very much for subscribing to Jim Friedman, Flat Cat Piper, Andrew, Andrew Charter, Ernest Picasso. I don't know if he's related to the Picasso, but he probably gets that all the time. And your friend, Mark Myers. Yes. He and I go way back. Former roommate of mine. And Mark, if you're watching and or listening, thank you for the suggestion. 
I've been working on it for a while. I just got to get the right, uh, right music to download, but it's in the works. Yes. Anyhow, thank you to everybody who has been supporting us thus far, even though, you know, most people get thanked for their financial support, but we're not doing that. We don't have financial support at the moment. Don't need it right now. We're not going to ask for it unless we do. Right. Hopefully we don't. Uh, but thank you for any for supporting us anyway, because when you subscribe on YouTube and do all that stuff, it actually, I guess, helps. I'm not proficient in the ways of YouTubing yet, even though I've been doing channels myself personally for a few years now. It's just not something that I paid attention to because, well, I just didn't really care too much. I figured if people watch it, they watch. If they don't, they don't. But we're getting some good interest here. So it's something I got to pay attention to now. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, I know we appreciate anybody that's willing to listen to us, uh, you know, chat about uh, the things that we're enjoying. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do it anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, the fact that people are, you know, wanting to listen, you know, it, it means a lot. Mm -hmm. And absolutely keep the feedback coming. Like, like Mark's suggestion about having some music playing in the background. As soon as I find some, non-copyright usable music that I can download and get into the into the background it will be there it's, it's something I've had in my head for a few weeks since I started since we started actually it's just a matter of I found some things but I don't want to run too many programs on the computer at the same time so it's got to go yeah. in in post and the music I want to use is on the YouTube playlist which means there's video to it as well that doesn't translate very well to getting onto your uh, computer. If I can find, uh, I should get in touch with the guy who put it up there for use because it's a one guy owns it. It's free to use. He's a he's a he's a streamer, and a lot of I guess a lot of gamers use this music as in the background. And it's I've listened to it. It's some chill music. I've listened to it playing it on YouTube while I've been uh, doing gaming myself, and it's it's a nice listen. He's got some good stuff there and it would work well in the background. It's just a matter of, I got to get it some way that I can work with it. Right. And we want something that, uh, if we need to, we can remove it without it ruining the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, otherwise, uh, just with how YouTube's always evolving and changing, you always have to have, uh, an escape plan in case, uh, you know, your video gets pulled because of music. Cause we don't want to have, uh, any lost episodes out there like Doctor Who or uh, anything right. like that. And if something like that does happen, I have the videos anyway, so get in touch. If there's an episode missing from the YouTube channel because it's been pulled, well, I'll, I'll send it to you. you. You can watch it that way. But, uh, yeah, so that aside, The Mandalorian Episode 3, what did you think? Well, it's funny because I actually... Uh, I split it up between watching part of it last week and then the rest of the episode uh, today. Um, but it was a, you know, this was the episode where uh, everything kind of goes down. And, uh, you know, now that we've been introduced to the, you know, characters so far, you know, it's, uh, you know, the Mandalorian's kind of left with a choice. He can, and it's a, a really compelling one too. He can just simply take his reward and uh, kind of let every let everything stay the same 
you know, leave the, you know, don't ask any questions, uh, and, uh, just go on his merry way. Or he can get involved and get the, the child back. And of course, you know, it wouldn't be much of a show if he didn't, uh, go after the child. So, you know, he obviously makes the, the moral choice and, uh, checks on the child and, uh, rescues him. And it's a, it's a cool episode too. Uh, like I, I enjoyed the conversations that the Mandalorian has with the, the guild leader, you know, telling him, Hey, you know, like you relax, you've earned it, you know, don't ask questions, just kind of, you know, enjoy, enjoy life, but he's all business and mm-hmm. he's, you know, he can't stop thinking about, uh, what could happen to, uh, you know, the baby. Yeah, because the kid is a baby. Like it might be fifty, but it is an infant, right? But uh, he also got some uh, pretty cool toys for for this episode. Mm-hmm. With the um, is it the whistling birds? I think that's what it was called. It was either whistling birds or singing birds. I'm not sure which. Yeah, one of the two. But, uh, I mean, that, that was obvious. What I liked too is it, it also, it, it, again, it felt like a video game in, yeah. in some senses. It Not did. in the, uh, it's like, okay, you beat the last level and you got your reward and now we're upgrading your, uh, your build to have this, uh, new toy to take care of, uh, situations. It's also a little, uh, James Bondish, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, and it's, uh, the cool stuff too. So, you know, you can't go wrong with a guy in armor with awesome weapons like, uh, you know, homing mini missiles and flamethrowers. Oh no, no, you can't. That's just, that's just great stuff right there. Oh yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, the, the cool part about this episode was just, uh, the moment when, uh, you know, he makes the escape with the baby Yoda and like all the different bounty hunters, you know, they're, they each get kind of like a, a notification that, uh, to basically hunt the Mandalorian and, and it slowly like builds and, you know, Mando's, you know, walking down the, the road and it's nice and atmospheric with it being all dark out and everything. And, uh, eventually, you know, see the different characters getting the notification until finally everybody's surrounded him uh, for the big showdown. You know, nice, uh, nice little Western motif there too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, you know, hand over the, hand over the baby or else and Mandalorian chooses to fight it out. I mean, really who wouldn't choose to fight it out over a baby? Right. And if well, I mean, there's some people that would uh, that would uh, choose the choose their lives over the baby, but not the Mandalorian. No, and and certainly if you're one of those people and you're listening, don't tell us. We don't want to hear it. Absolutely. But it it was just exciting overall, and also uh, I kind of glossed over it, but uh, when the Mandalorian uh, makes the decision to finally go after. Uh, and rescue baby Yoda like that whole sequence was uh, really exciting too mm-hmm. 
it certainly illustrates why the Mandalorians throughout Star Wars uh, are so revered. Because when you're watching the original trilogy, the only Mandalorian-type character you see is Boba Fett. And yet, he seems to have a respect that the other bounty hunters don't because he's wearing the Mandalorian armor. And that was played throughout the appearances he made. Right. I mean, he definitely... The way that he carries himself is different from the rest of the bounty hunters, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the others kind of feel more scummy, kind of more um, your traditional kind of, like, uh, rough bruiser types uh, or, you know, people that would betray you. The, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian seems more, I guess, lawful neutral. Yeah. You know, he's not going to, he's not necessarily going to backstab you. He's going to stab you in the front. Yeah, you're going to die, but you're going to know who did it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna, you're going to know it's a Mandalorian. Right. And yeah, the, the fight that he had with uh, the stormtroopers in uh, going to rescue the baby. You know, that was a that was a fun fight. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And, and the shootout, too, at the end was uh, was nice and exciting, especially when the other Mandalorians showed up and uh, added their. uh you know, fighting skills to the fight. Right. I mean, this is the first time in Star Wars history we've seen a group of Mandalorians fighting together if you haven't watched any of the animated fare. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a great show of how Mandalorian culture actually works. Because... They were arguing earlier in the episode over where the Beskara came from, given that it was from the, the Purge and this uh, this particular metal came from that great Purge. And they're kind of upset with Mando because he's been dealing with former Imperials. And there's a whole bunch of backstory that gets dropped on you in that few minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's a lot of development for people who, like I said before, haven't watched the uh, animated fair where there's more Mandalorian uh, content coming in from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Right. Yeah, and I haven't. This is all new to me because uh, the first time I'd heard about Mandalorians was the announcement of the show. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's, it's fun for me to kind of see this world open up. Yeah, and it's it's neat, too, because the stuff that they have uh, been... So, I've watched Rebels, and I, I thought it was good. It's one of the shows that I'll probably... I've been away from it for a bit. I'll probably rewatch it down the road a bit. Because you know as well as I do with the, with the new baby on the way, there are going to be some times where I have to stay up with her so that the wife can get to sleep. Right. I guess you, I know that better than you right now because you still haven't had your your son yet. <laughs> so I've already experienced this. This is something for you down the road for the first time. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I was looking on Facebook earlier today. And, uh, some uh, A mother had posted a, a thing of like things to do when... Um, 
to practice uh, having a baby if you have no experience. And one of them was like, uh, set the alarm to go off every two to three hours. Uh, don't fall asleep until, uh, you know, the last 15 minutes before set alarm goes off. And then one of them was um, uh, for the mothers, uh, uh, plot your husband's death as you watch him sleep peacefully <laughs> as you take care of the baby. Oh, that's funny. Um, the, the alarm every two to three hours, not necessarily necessary. Mm. Not all children do that. I've got three kids with a fourth on the way, and the oldest one did that only because he was made to. Because that's what we were told, and um, the nurses woke him up every two to three hours to feed him. And then we summarily ignored it with the second one, and he was still up. Not every two to three hours, mind you, but more than than a bit. And the, the youngest one that um, is here, he slept through the night since day one. Hmm. So it really just depends on the kid. My right. suggestion is... If you can, try not to wake them up every two to three hours because you'll get more sleep. Yeah. I think I will uh, try to do that. Plus, if the kid's hungry, he'll wake up. Oh, yeah. Daddy will. That's a dad talk for the, for the episode. And, yes, and, and so uh, Syndicated Pipe Club will end on that note. Thanks for watching and uh, <laughs> hope you had, your, had, had, had some fun listening to dad talk. <laughs> I what guess a horrible uh, note to end on, wouldn't it be? <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I have a feeling this is this might be uh, one of the um, segments that we add into this podcast. Yeah, which, it, it might I mean, come up a lot. <laughs> yeah, which I guess is fitting, you know, considering you know with uh, you know pipe smoking, you know, fatherly figures and everything. So yeah, yeah, it'll work. I'm sure it'll work. But yeah. The, the, this particular episode of The Mandalorian, you mentioned it before we started uh, on air, but uh, it doesn't lead much to conversation because it's pretty straightforward. Guy brings in bounty, sees that the kid might be mistreated, tries to find out what's going on, finds out the kid's being mistreated, kills people who mistreat the kid, and leaves. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's very simple, but uh, again, like... I'm reminded, and it's a, this is going to be a weird show to kind of bring up, um, but uh, it always kind of sticks with me because I think it uh, transcends what it was originally from. But uh, on the Great British Baking Show, uh, there is a contestant that uh, did a lot of, while everyone did a lot of complex stuff, he did more simple and basic things. And he didn't last too long, but uh, they said that uh, the judges on the show basically said, you know, it's okay to do simple, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing like a, a simple or a classic bake, but, uh, it just has to be executed flawlessly. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what we have is something that's a story that's, you know, not too complex. It's, it's fairly basic, but the build and everything from beginning to end is done so well that uh, I, and honestly for me, I'm kind of tired of all the big like twists and turns that have been done, you know, as of late in films. Like, you know, on one hand you have a film like The Prestige, which has, you know, good twists and everything, but then 
you get Iron Man three where it's like, oh, the wait, uh, the Mandarin isn't the villain. He's like uh, just a, a joke nobody. What? And it just like twist after twist after twist, and to the point where it's just like, okay, like I have no idea what. Uh, you know, this isn't the film that I I wanted. And with this, like I'm enjoying what it has. Yeah. That was one of the things I enjoyed first time through with the Mandalorian as well. And like, no, no super big twists, nice and simple. You know, you got your, your odd twist, like baby Yoda and the end of episode one. Um, there's a few other ones that are small, but have meaning to them that happen down the road. So beyond that, I won't mention them anymore because spoilers. And, uh, yeah, it's just a very simple show that's very well executed. Yeah. And you know, too, like, the twists, the twists are good, but you can only really do the twist once for the surprise, and then it's just known. And so then it becomes a matter, is the twist a good storytelling device? And instead of, uh, because you, can, you can't really depend on that surprise you know, after repeat viewings. So, you know, you have, you know, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. you know, Luke and your father, you know, that, you know, that's interesting. And it doesn't, I mean, in some ways it kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's done in such a way that when you rewatch um, A New Hope, you're, you're seeing everything from the idea of, okay, these two are related and only... Vader really knows that it, and from the little bit that he sees of Luke. Mm. I see you're close. But Vader doesn't realize that he has a daughter until the last of those three movies. Mm. At the end. But yeah, you're right. It Watching it through the lens, of going back and watching episode four, A New Hope, in the guise of you already know what happens with the reveal in um, Empire Strikes Back, you certainly see things a little bit differently. Right. And, and, uh, you know, conversely, (laughs) you have Return of the Jedi where it's like, oh, Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Oh, they kissed. And, uh, (laughs) which, uh, changes that moment in uh, <laughs> a new hope yeah that re- that re- that really changes that moment <laughs> but from some of the things i've read online and whatnot the uh the carrie fisher and mark hamill and harrison ford they according to what they've said and what i've seen other sources say they didn't even know that the anakin was slash darth vader was the father themselves until it was revealed during filming for and it yeah it was during filming because apparently Mm -hmm. the the script and somebody who's a bigger star wars nerd than i can correct me if i'm wrong but from my understanding the script actually had a different line there and nobody knew it until either during the filming or since james earl jones wasn't the actor on set they didn't know it until they saw it Mm mm-hmm because I think that's what they did that in ADR. I, I think the original thing that was supposed to be there was that uh, 
Obi-Wan killed his father. Uh, Luke's father. I think that was the original line that the uh, Vader actor was saying. And then, you know, Earl, James Earl Jones did, did the Luke, I am your father, uh, you know, you know, style line. I do I know, know you're, I know you're falling, I know you are, I notice you are falling prey to the, uh, the I, Luke, I, I am your father line, because that's not what's said there. No, I know. <laughs> no, that's why, that's why I, I corrected it a, a little bit. But then again, I, I, I can't think of the line off the top of my head. So you killed my father. No, I am your father. Right. That makes Yeah. Yeah. That fits. Yeah. I know. I know it's not the Luke. I am your father. That's more of the lines of uh, lines that everyone says that didn't really happen. That's like beam me up. Scotty from Star Trek. Never once. Never once. There are a couple of lines that were close, but. Never once in the original series did William Shatner say those lines. But yeah, anyway, um, like like we said, there's really not much to talk about this episode of The Mandalorian. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, I loved it. So, you know, just a, a lot of great, great action. And I love the, the ending where the Mandalorian's flying away and uh, the one uh, Mandalorian flies by and salutes him while... Uh, going on the jetpack and Mando says, uh, I need to get one of those. Yeah, that was a good line. I also enjoyed the Mandalorian giving uh, Baby Yoda the little ball thing, kind of like a, here, distract yourself. Here's some keys. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Mando already doing the fatherly stuff. Shiny these are. Mm, shiny. Distracted am I. You guys at home don't know, but these have been played with by one of my kids. So I got to fix them later. They're driving me bananas. <laughs> but anyway, I think we'll call it there because I just don't have anything else to say. The episode was great and that's it. We've talked it out. Yeah, I would I, I would say so. Again, great episode. I'm looking forward to seeing episode four. Absolutely. So, if you want to keep up with us throughout the, the week, you can always follow me at DRAllen201 on any social media platform. If you didn't know, and 30 of you at least at this point do, we have a Twitter for the account now. You can follow the, uh, the show at uh, Syndicated Pipe on Twitter. And we have a website, which I will also throw the link into the description down below. And what I didn't know with Wix when I made it and discovered it this week is that they have a mobile app that you can also join us on. I will throw an invite link with the code in the description down below as well. So that if you have, want to download the Wix app on iPhone or Android and follow us that way, it's an option. Greg, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the underscore Badger Piper. And on Instagram at the Badger Piper, one word. And there you can uh, see my occasional updates that I do, uh, which I'm sure will be much rarer once uh, once my son arrives. Very much. You will lose all kinds of writing time. That's why I started doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If you want to give us an email instead of all that other stuff and uh, you just want to play it a little simpler, 
just give us a shout at reverseflashtime at gmail.com and we'll be glad to get back to you on anything and everything that you send in. Suggestions, your opinions on the show we might be watching because it's available on Disney Plus. You can watch it with us. Absolutely. And you can always comment on our YouTube video. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe there. And believe me, folks, one of these days I'm going to write a script for this particular ending and send it to Greg so that we're working off the same format instead of just winging it every time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, as, as you might have heard me say a few times, thanks for watching. Have some good smokes, and I hope you have some good entertainment this week. Have a good night.